officers have the power over citizens of a life and death, a power shared only by the state. Only the state can put you to death or a policeman with a gun. But then it was the police who said, what are you going to do next? I killed down more people than any other officer on the Portland Police Bureau. It was my go-to move. I mean, at the end of the day, when when you, when you have a problem, you cannot solve it by yourself. You're going to call us and we'll be there for service and we'll do our best to, to help you solve that problem. It is May 1914 and Oswald West is still an asshole. This is some kick-ass Oregon history. The police have to be society's mommy because society is so freaking stupid. And a group of Cayuse men and leaders got together and made the decision that it was time for to dispatch Dr. Wood. When it all fails, call the cops. Simply going in and arresting people and then leaving is not good enough. Somebody has to step in, and it has to be the police. Um, I'm not sure that it was as much racially motivated as that we just had dead possums and we hated the burger barn. Just to let you know that as a police officer, that I love you and I care about you. On October 11th, 1912, Tom K. took his oath as Special Agent for the State of Oregon, also known as Oswald West's Bitch. In our Tom K. Number 1, Mayor Lane's Bitch podcast, we talked a bit about progressives. Here's crime historian J.D. Chandler on Oswald West and progressivism. Uh, it's like Seth Luling said, good government is a religion with us. And I think Oswald West believed that. He was a progressive. And progressive is such a weird word. It's changed. I've considered myself a progressive. I sometimes do still consider myself a progressive. But when I look back at what the roots of progressivism is, some of it's really scary. Uh, some of it's racist. Some of it's definitely sexist. Um, and Oswald West fits right into that. The progressives at that time, in the early 20th century, believed that democracy is the cure for everything. But a particular type of democracy that defines morality and enforces morality. Um, so we end up with alcohol prohibition, um, eugenics laws uh, that castrated gay men up until 1983. Um, you know, we do really stupid things when we try to solve problems with politics. And I think Oswald West proved that real well. <laughs> girls, 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 Well, yellow, red, black, or white, add a little bit of moonlight for this intercontinental romance. Shy girls, sexy girls. They'll like that fancy world Champagne, a gentle song And a slow dance Who makes it fun to spend your money? Who calls you honey? Most every day 
Girls, 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 girls. Well, they made them up in Hollywood. You might recall the discussion of a restricted district for the social evil in Portland. Oswald West, as you might guess, was rather fucking opposed to such a district. I certainly oppose a vice district for the reason that it would violate the state law. If authorities in Portland or any other city in Oregon should create such a district while I am governor, I would rightly enforce the state law. Many law enforcers in Oregon felt that the only policy with regard to the problem is to suppress the social evil as rigidly as possible and to make those engaged in it work under strict cover, always in fear of the law. Many civilian Oregonians did not agree with this almost religious zeal of policing morality. But it seems like West and Kay were two peas in a pod. Earlier in his policing career, Tom Kay had busted up a private picnic and had a chance to profess his position. Why, these people were out in the grounds drinking all kinds of liquor. Little children and women were at the tables, and there appeared to be no regard for the law. If liquor can be given away promiscuously at parties, there's absolutely no use to enforce the Sunday law. Just three days after he took the oath, Kay had his first bust under the governor's watch, arresting Portland's Violet Martin for selling liquor on a Sunday in her residence on Front Street. Girls, 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 girls. Kay was quite productive under West's patronage. Residents of the state would write into the governor's office, ratting out the immoral and the impious in their disparate communities. Selling liquor without a license. Selling liquor on a Sunday. A gathering spot for partying youth. Prostitution and the like. Special Agent K would be sent far and wide to do Oz's bidding. Spying on a tavern outside of Milwaukee. Or arresting the proprietor of a Wilsonville pool hall for keeping said pool room open on a Sunday. A barbershop with beer and gambling in Mitchell. A drugstore in Fossil that dispensed Blackberry brandy. All of these and more faced the wrath of Oz and Tom Kay's loud rapping at the door. Across the state, Kay went, bringing the full force of the law to those that the governor decided were the proprietors of immoral and disorderly concerns. Oswald West seemed to have an almost personal zeal in his pursuit of prohibiting all things debauched across the Beaver State, as he explained after a raid in central Oregon. While passing through the Dalles some time ago on a train, I saw a woman on the porch of one of your resorts in their gaudy clothes and painted faces. I was taunted by friends who said, that is the way the law is enforced. I decided to investigate and send special agents here. They gathered evidence, and I ordered them to close down the resorts. Tom Kay came to the Dalles and started putting in his work. 
residents of the Dalles didn't care for Governor West's intervention into their affairs, and some resented his interference. Wasco County Sheriff Levi Christman explained as much at the time of the governor's raid. When I became sheriff seven years ago, the saloons were wide open on Sunday. A short time after I took office, I ordered all saloons closed on Sunday and have seen to it that they have remained so ever since. Until two years ago, disorderly houses were scattered all over the Dalles. They were ordered closed then. A restricted district consisting of two houses was later allowed. These two houses were cut off from any saloon connection and have been open and above board. Not one citizen of this community has ever requested me to close the houses in their present isolation and under their strict regulation. But that's exactly what West ordered Tom Kay to do. Two weeks after the Dalles raids, Kay and other state agents were searching the riverbanks and several rose-colored cottages near Oregon City for 24 French macarons and their female charges. A month after that, Kay and his men were breaking up Pendleton's restricted district. That district had been under close regulation by the area police, but that didn't matter to Oz, baby. They arrested 17 women and six men as they busted into the palace, Umatilla, and Columbia lodging houses, and two private homes. Kay voyaged to Wheeler County and checked into drugstores, pool halls, and stables there after local residents had written the governor's office about their community's wickedness and sin. Wasco, Sherman, and Baker counties were probed as well. West would destroy drunkenness and sex work across the state, and Tom Kay would be his muscle. Just like his time with the Portland Police Bureau, some questioned Kay's tactics while he served under Governor West. In a 1913 case in Silverton, yes, home of Bobby the Wonder Dog, Kay's evidence was considered flimsy. He and another agent posed as common men, new to town, looking to secure some real estate and an alcoholic beverage or two as well. They proceeded to work the local drugstores and brought several indictments from the process. We don't care so much about being arrested, but we hate to be approached by a man who shows a friendly attitude at first and then turns around and wraps us on the ear. Some felt that the governor's special agent should operate from a higher moral ground, far above charades and masquerades. West's weird obsessions moved beyond the bars, bedrooms, and parlors of common Oregonians, one of West's oddest tangents of morality enforcement came in what in our era would seem like an innocuous catalyst, a circus. A wholesome family fun activity for a sunny summer Sunday afternoon, 
But Oswald West was certainly not down with such illegal and immoral activities. None of this fucking clowning around bullshit, as the governor would say, just without the swear words, I guess, and the clown joke. I'm sorry. Now, we know what you're thinking, dear ass-kicker. What's so illegal about a goddamn circus? Well, let us tell you. Oregon's Sunday Law prohibited keeping most businesses or places of amusement open on Sunday, or the Lord's Day, as it was called. The law was repealed by Ballot Measure 7 in November of 1916, but the Sunday Law was very much in effect at the time of our tale. In 1913, the Oklahoma Ranch Wild West Show was slated to perform in Oregon City. On a goddamn Sunday! Reverend William Milliken promised that he and his Oregon City flock would stop not only circus, but any baseball game, band concert, moving picture performance, or other form of amusement to which admission is charged. Several pastors complained to Salem, and Governor West came out swinging. In August of 1913, Governor West sent Tom Kay down to Oregon City to look into the Oklahoma Ranch Wild West show. The company featured acts that one might expect at a Wild West show. Lots of fancy pistol and rifle trick shots and marksmanship displays, adept horse riding, and a shit ton of Native American cultural appropriation. The production was described as being appealing to the saloon bum set, so perhaps a kind of lowbrow entertainment. My taking hand in the Oregon City affair is not because I am straight-laced on the question of Sunday amusements, for I am not. I look upon harmless Sunday amusements as a good thing. But when a one-hoss Alkali Ike show, with noise as the chief attraction, attempts to ride booted and spurred into a peaceful community, in spite of the protests of the people and the sheriff, it's time for this office to lend a hand. Special Agent Tom Kay was to be West's hand, a strong hand. Oh, and the five quite large penitentiary guards that accompanied him to Oregon City. Fifty local men offered to come with their hunting rifles and shotguns as a militia to assist with the orders from Salem to halt the circus. Well, there won't be any circus here on Sunday, Kay boldly proclaimed. Tensions heightened after the sheriff was issued a court injunction to not stop the Sunday performance and to just fine the promoters. West, as you might have guessed, lost his shit. The governor had boasted that if need be, he would use his authority to declare martial law on the circus grounds. While Kay and the penitentiary guards patrolled the O.C., West met with the concerned pastors and the circus management. He cut a deal with them, delay the performance until Monday, and he and the pastors would boost for that show and attend the production as well. I'll do my part for the show. I like shows like this. 
I guess I've broken more horses on a Sunday than any of the performers with this show have done, but I don't think this show ought to be given here Sunday. You show on Monday, and we'll all leg for the show. As deliberations took place, Special Agent K wasn't just standing around with his hands in his pockets, wondering if the shit was about to go down. Oh no. Hell no. K happened upon one Chris Hartman, an agent for the Weinhard Brewing Company, loading a keg of beer into the back of a car. On a Sunday, K pinched Hartman, and Hartman was fined $50. In the end, West got what he wanted and the Wild West show was moved to Monday, and Sunday stayed, I don't know, more boring than Monday, but holier. Oz's moral crusade was expensive. The state budget appropriated $1,000 for the moral squad operations, but Tom K's salary alone was $100 a month, so to cover the discrepancies, Governor West funded the squad out of his own personal finances, to the tune of $1,500. Oh, and he wanted the money back. Besides the fact that such an action would violate Oregon state law, this pissed off the state treasurer, Thomas B. K., no relation to the law enforcement officer. Treasurer K. felt that West should not be reimbursed, as to do so would create a budget deficit. This crisis of balance sheets helped highlight the concerns of West's opponents that local authorities should be policing these vice laws to the satisfaction of their local constituents. That was how morality was policed at the time in other states, and thus there was not a necessity in Oregon for special agent funding. So West pulled one of his biggest bitch moves ever. Well, besides sterilizing homosexuals, that's way, way bigger of a bitch move. He had Special Agent Tom K. run in the 1914 election opposing Treasurer Thomas K. See what he did there? Special Agent K. claimed that he had previously considered a run for the governor's office, but that the field was too crowded. So supposedly, he decided to run for state treasurer instead. But everyone else saw it as a huge bitch move. Even Governor West's friends reportedly told him so. The press lit into the bitchness. Papers printed that, Governor West was a political and personal enemy of the state treasurer Thomas K. They noted that the two had been involved in some heated and public scraps before. West likely saw this as a way to strike at his adversary. As Salem's paper stated, His candidacy is in most respects a joke, but it is really a serious matter because it will deceive voters. The Oregon statesman was even more cutting. They called Special Agent K, The small potatoes English monkey that his masters are using to pull the chestnuts of revenge out of the fire. The Oregonian laid into West, stating that the fiasco was an illustration of littleness of spirit and meanness of purpose. The K incident is typical of the motives and methods of the state's governor. They called it one of West's childish whims. Special Agent K never filed his completed petition with the Secretary of State's office, so he was never a true candidate. His omission in filing was just more evidence to some that the whole affair was a dirty political trick so West could harass the incumbent Treasurer K. 
Tom K. eventually retired back to his prune ranch in the Couve, dude. I like to picture him spending his continuing years sipping on prune wine or even eating a classic French dessert of prunes stewed in red wine, but somehow I'm thinking that this just wasn't the case. Kay was not completely out of touch, though. He would venture back to Portland once in a great moon just to see how the city was getting along. The press dubbed Kay as one of Governor West's crusade sleuths, and this seems to be an appropriate term for this campaign. It was a crusade. Prostitution, gambling, dancing, and drinking drew Governor West and Mayor Lane's ire. Progressive Portland and Progressive Oregon had decided to police morality, and Kay was their enthusiastic champion, rounding up the whores and finding the proprietors, but very, very rarely the ruling elite that held the purse strings, or the Johns for that matter. So the next time you consider policing, and as you listen further to this series on policing in Oregon, just think for one minute, how are you choosing to be policed? Who is deciding what is moral? Who is deciding what is okay? Who is enforcing these rules? Because remember, dear ass kickers, going way back to the wolves, this was a construct that we decided for ourselves. Kick-Ass Oregon History Season 10 is a production of ORHistory.com. It is written, recorded, edited, and produced by Doug Kank Crispin and Andy Lindbergh. Citations are available by request. We hope that you agree that today's episode contains some kick-ass Oregon history. If you like what you hear, you should give us money to make more. Visit ORHistory.com to learn how you can give us money once or over and over again. Follow us on the internet, Twitter, at Oregon underscore history. Look for us on Facebook and Instagram, too, at Kick-Ass Oregon History. As always, visit us on the web at ORHistory.com. Or send an email directly to historian Doug Kank Crispin. OregonHistorian at gmail.com Just don't get too close to Mr. Hank Crispin. The small potatoes English monkey that his masters are using to pull the chestnuts of revenge out of the fire. You stay historic, Oregon. And kick ass.
orhistory.com.